Morning Fitzroy and Happy New Year. Though if you're a Fitzer, you will know that I'm a little suspicious of the word happy at the front of New Year. In fact, last year I didn't feel it was robust enough for what I thought some of you might struggle with during the year. I knew there would be unhappy moments for some of us during 2020, so I looked for something a little bit more robust and called it an Emmanuel New Year. God with us. Could I have chosen a better phrase, Emmanuel, God with us, in a year when not one or two of us had difficulties, but when we had difficulties as a nation and indeed a world? And in those moments of isolation, those moments of restriction, those moments of lockdown, Emmanuel seemed to be the best word that I as a pastor could offer. We're back into lockdown. We're in a critical situation in our country, worse than we were last February. And so the churches uh, have rightfully, the church leaders decided uh, that we'll have no more gatherings um, and until the middle of February we're back into lockdown but don't think that means lack of connection we have a Zoom prayer meeting on Tuesday night we have a, a ladies um, chat group on a Friday night we have house groups that are meeting quite regularly maybe you're not a member of a house group this might be the time for you uh, to become a member there's all kinds of different ways that you can connect in Fitzroy if you're a member of the web page the website then you get a newsletter uh, around midnight every Sunday um, and uh, that gives you information as to what might be happening uh, in Fitzroy. Uh, maybe you're saying, I am a member of the website and I don't get that. Check your junk mail. Sometimes mine comes in and I have to check on a Monday uh, to hook it out. So, uh, so those are the, the different things that we're doing during the year. And uh, don't forget that coming up, Four Corners Festival, bringing Belfast together. We were fortunate last year as a festival that we got in before uh, lockdown. But this year we're right in the heart of lockdown. But fear not, because Four Corners may be locked down, but we are rocked up. John Paul Lederach, Duke Special, we have a great lineup of stuff. We're trying this year to take a breath, give the city a chance to breathe in the midst of what we're going through. And then we're hoping to breathe out into the city some creativity, imagination, grace and blessing. So 31st of January to the 6th of February, check it on the website. Four Corners might be locked down, but we are rocked up and ready and look forward to you joining us for uh, an array of things that we're doing over the course of that week. As we come to worship, let us pray together. Our God, we are in the early days of another year. Maybe not new just yet because we're waiting for vaccines to give us something new. But we pray that you would help us to know Emmanuel in the midst of whatever we're going through right now. And that you would give us the hope that these vaccines will help us in the days ahead. And we pray also that we might be prepared for the different world that we come out of lockdown into. A year of restrictions will change individuals and change society. And change the church. And so we pray that we will use the time before we open up again to just think and prioritise and to pray and to be prepared. Be with us in worship this morning, wherever we are in the world, wherever we are in our souls, whatever is going on in our journey. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, Take these bare bones of my thoughts and may they come alive and may they dance 
in our hearts and souls and minds. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Hello, we're Mark and Anne Little, and we'll be doing the Bible readings this morning. Um, but before we open God's Word, um, we'll just take a couple of minutes to introduce ourselves for those of you who haven't met us or, or don't know who we are. Um, so I grew up in, in Fitzroy, um, was there until I was 18, and then moved moved across to England, um, where I met and married Hannah, and we're now living in, in Reading. So we're planning on moving to Chad next summer with Africa Inland Mission. We'll be joining a new team um, to a town that's 99% Muslim. And the people group that live there have been given the pretend name, the Acacia people. So this town, the local government, they've invited Africa Inland Mission in, full well knowing that they're a Christian organisation. They've asked them to come and run the local government centre and to put on things like English classes and sports programmes and um, basic healthcare. It's crazy to think that 2,000 years after Jesus has come to this earth, there's still people who have not had the opportunity to hear about um, him before. And so we're really excited to um, join this team. This summer, we'll be moving to Albertville in France for a year of French language learning. Um, the main languages spoken in Chad are French, Arabic, and then every people group have their own individual language. Um, French is the language of the government and of the police, so it's really important that we have it under our belt before we go. Um, we're also just putting together our prayer letter um, and starting off our fundraising. Um, so if you'd like to, to receive that, um, please get in contact with, with us via email if you have it. If not, um, get in touch with, with George Mullen. Um, and we're also sending out a prayer card. Again, um, contact George for that. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through to 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning. The first day. The second reading will be taken from Mark chapter 1, verses 4 to 11. And so John came, baptizing in the desert region, and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. At that time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Compassion, 
pray. Lord, today we want to pray for and also say thank you to those of our members who've gone out from these shores to serve and also to those at home here in Northern Ireland who are involved in projects in other parts of the world. We read in the Acts of the Apostles how Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, commissioned his disciples. He said to them, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We pray for that anointing and empowering of the Holy Spirit upon those from Fitzroy who are serving in person or through projects set up in Europe, Africa, Asia and South America. Lord, may those grains of mustard seed that have been planted grow into trees 
that will give refuge and hope to many. Lord, we pray for Carol, reaching out to rough sleepers and people in hostels in London. May Carol know a peace, confidence and wisdom from yourself as she engages with people who are in a very difficult situation, especially during this time of pandemic. Lord, we remember Brent serving as a chaplain with the Royal Navy. May he too be inspired in bringing light and life to the people that he comes into contact with. May he continue to radiate that royal law spoken of by James. Love your neighbour as yourself. Lord, we commend Joanna to you, recently returned from a period of service abroad. May she be refreshed in body, mind and spirit as she recuperates and seeks your guidance for her future. We pray for Mark and Hannah, preparing to go abroad with the Africa Inland Mission. May they too be encouraged by your redeeming love and grace, and know you guiding them on their journey. We commend Alan, Sheena and family to you, as South Africa enters further lockdown restrictions due to the pandemic. Keep them safe, and may they know that quiet inner assurance of Emmanuel, God with us. We remember Christine as she leads the Safari Initiative in India. Mary Elena sponsoring the Light in the Darkness project in Colombia. May they both continue to be inspired and encouraged by your spirit as they reach out to the marginalised with love and compassion. May they, in Jeremiah's words, bring hope and a future where there seems to be so very little. We pray for Stephen heading up STS in Argentina and Michael and Gillian heavily involved in Biblica. May their leadership and input be inspired and blessed of yourself as they seek to help people engage with your word. Lord, today we want to say thank you for reaching out to us in our broken world. Thank you for your love and grace, which is beyond our human understanding. Help us, whether we're here in Northern Ireland or serving abroad, to reflect this love and grace to others in word and deed, so they too may find peace with themselves and you, both for now and eternity. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen.
As I said at the outset of the service last year, I refused to use the word happy in Happy New Year, changing it to Emmanuel New Year. And some of you blame me for the year that descended because I had suggested that it might not be a happy New Year and have sort of asked me not to do the same thing this year. Um, I am doing the same thing this year because uh, we really haven't yet got any happiness into our New Year. But that's not the word this year that I want to play with. It's the idea of the new that I want to play with today. Uh, I was struck uh, watching Jules Holland on New Year's Eve, stroke midnight, stroke Big Ben gong into new. That actually this was the year that there wasn't that clean break. Uh, I always have this imaginary clean break with the year before. Oh, everything for me sentimentally new on that first strike of midnight. We can, we can, it's a clean sheet. We can start again. Born again. New creation. The new years come. This year it was very obvious that that was not the case. It was very obvious this year that we were still living last year. Now, what is also hopeful is that during 2021 there will be something new that the vaccine will roll out that suddenly this um yearning mentally and and this um looking forward socially um will come about and we will be back into some kind of normality whatever that normality might be but on the stroke of midnight that wasn't the place for it it was as if we had uh, a year change but it wasn't new as new should be the new is still to come so played with happy last year messing with new this year and then we get to the lectionary for today and we find ourselves very much involved in the new the two readings um that that were read by team little earlier on um those readings are creation absolute new and the baptism of jesus spiritually new and so for a moment or two i want to take you to those locations of new and then I want to shift us a little bit. I'm going to take you on a handbrake turn. Not very much of a handbrake turn. We're not going to do a 360. But we're, we're going to have a shift. Uh, and we're going to end with thinking about preparing for what's new yet to come uh, this particular year. So let me take you to these two places. Creation. Why would that be if the Hollywood... Uh, film industry or the Belfast film industry tried to encapsulate what was happening in Genesis chapter 1 this place of all kinds of depths and waters and uh, chaos that's where we find ourselves in the Genesis reading in the midst of void and chaos and a world wild with that anarchy If we look closely into that situation, into that place and space of chaos and depths, there's the Holy Spirit. I spoke about that really early on in lockdown. How if we want to know where God is, he's hovering over the abyss, creating. Because in Genesis 1, the Spirit breaks into the chaos, breaks into the void 
with a new energy that brings a new order of things in the creation of the world. And the baptism, there's something similar happening. First of all, the location. Now, Stephen McElwain and Ross will be able to tell you better about this than me. But here, Jesus goes out to the River Jordan and we find ourselves, if we want to look at it in geographical, biblical history, uh, uh, we find ourselves somewhere between the wilderness and the land of milk and honey. That's the space that we're in. We're in this wilderness space. We've got a, a wild man called John the Baptist preparing the ways of God. And sometimes I ask myself, were those wild men and women of God in our society today um, who who look and just they're these wild people who, who have a prophetic edge. And, uh, and here's John the Baptist in the midst of what seems to, I'm sure to the Pharisees, spiritual chaos out here in this wilderness, baptizing people and calling them. And Jesus comes out into this space between wilderness uh, and what's going to become new, wilderness, promised land, and this baptism. The waters again, the waters of Genesis chapter 1, the waters of Mark chapter 1, and the Holy Spirit in a dove breaks in. It's the Isaiah rending the heavens and coming down onto Jesus at this point in time with a new energy and a new sense that baptism gets rid of the old and we come out of it into the new. The new. The new that takes time to develop. Which is why in this idea of newness I was drawn to Paul. And Paul's conversion. I was drawn to that Damascus road new. I was drawn to Paul who was trying to kill the church. Murdering followers of Jesus. Antichrist if you like. And then suddenly almost on a stroke of Big Ben New Year. He's blinded by a light on the way to Damascus. And everything changes in an instant. But it doesn't. Oh, the new has come in an instant. But the new's going to take time to prepare. Paul has to go and wait for Ananias to come so that he can get his sight back. Paul then goes out into the desert, the wilderness, the chaos and the void. To meet with the Holy Spirit to prepare him for the ministry that will be ultimately new. The old ministry killing the church. The new ministry developing, growing that same church. And so what we find here is, excuse me, that Paul is in this place of newness. It's new, but the full extent of the newness has not quite come. The year has changed to 2021, but we seem to be still living the coronavirus year. But down the road, the newness of the strike of midnight will hopefully come through. We will be in different days. We will be able to gather again. That song of Doug's will become amazing when we can sing out in church. And I'm not looking into masks. Uh, 
and when we don't have to sit two pews away from each other and we can cram into that welcome area, we can be together again in society as well. Oh, that's a new we want. But it's not here yet. And so Paul, between the moment of the strike of a new life and going out into ministry, has this period of preparation. And as I look at the Fitzroy year, I've been thinking about that. Because I think we have another couple of months of serious lockdown. And then I think we will have a few months when we're in between complete lockdown and the vaccine really taken off when it will be a little bit uncertain and hopefully then further down the road we will be into a much more open life and society again and I've been thinking about how Fitzroy prepares for that end game because I think that end game is going to be different than March 2020 oh if we'd sprung back after a week or two weeks or two months I think life would have been pretty similar But I don't think life or church or our spiritual lives will be as similar. And actually, I don't think they should be. Because I think in these COVID moments, God's doing something. In some ways, Paul's conversion was a COVID moment. A time of real uncertainty, chaos thrown around. Living this way suddenly turned on its head. In some ways, baptism's a bit like that. We're living our own lives. And baptism's a symbol of a transformed life, a a turning around life, a repentance life, where everything's new, new creation, born again. COVID moments. COVID moments are the moments where we're locked down and we're preparing to come out into the new. And I'm aware that COVID moments are not just coronavirus. Underneath this all-encompassing darkness of 2020, many of us live through different darknesses, different COVID moments. We've gone through grief, serious grief. We've been in hospital and we've been anxious. We have uh, tests that have come back. Our family members have uh, have aged and uh, and maybe memories becoming difficult for them. Uh, our jobs have been on the line. Uh, our children have been taking new challenges that we've been concerned and worried about. Students have had to live under very different circumstances than they normally would have to. There's all kinds of ways under the COVID umbrella where we've had our COVID moments, where we've had these moments where we've been knocked off our feet. I happen to be reading at the moment on commission because I have to write a review um, for uh, some newspapers on uh, the Pope's new book, um, Let Us Dream. And he talks about these COVID moments. The book's really fascinating because he's talking about how we need to come out of COVID differently than we went into COVID. And so I want to quote a few things from the Pope um, this morning. Um, And uh, I want us to listen to them good uh, as we are in this position, this, these COVID, or this COVID moment. The Pope says that COVID moments are humbling. They shame our arrogance to trust in God. I wonder if that's been true of COVID in general, where we've gone in there self-sufficient, and we've realised actually 
our self-sufficiency is not as robust as we thought it was and we need to lean on God a little bit more. Emmanuel, God with us, has become more important perhaps in COVID than it was before it. The Pope goes on as in COVID lockdown, those moments generate a tension, a crisis that reveals what is in our hearts. Whether that's grief for job loss or job change or retirement or friends being ill or ourselves being ill or waiting for tests or watching friends who are ill or caring for someone at home who's ill. We find that these are tests, that it tests really what is really on our hearts. What is really on our hearts? And then the final quote from the Pope's book, which I want to finish with. In every personal COVID, or every general COVID, but we're talking about the different issues that we're all dealing with in our lives. In every personal COVID, what is revealed is what needs to change. What is revealed is what needs to change. For Paul, post-Damascus Road, his COVID moment, what is revealed is what needed to change. Next, our lack of inter- internal freedom. Paul didn't have a lack. Paul didn't have a f- internal freedom because his internal freedom was caught up in what he believed about Jesus and what he believed about his own self-righteousness. But Damascus Road freed him up internally. We need to deal with the Pope says the idols that we've been serving. Boy, was Paul serving some idols not the true God at all that he thought he was. The idols we've been serving. The ideologies that we've tried to live by. The relationships that we've neglected. Those are the things that the Pope says that personal COVIDs raise in our lives. What needs to change? Our lack of internal freedoms? Our idols? our ideologies and the relationships we've neglected, whether that's with one another, whether that's with family, whether that's with creation, whether that's with God. Back in October, I set as a task because I knew that it would be at least Easter before this was all going to come to some kind of end, maybe after Easter now. But anyway, I talked about the rule of six at the time. Six things we could do to be salt and light. Six people that we could care for constantly during those six months. And six things that we needed to fix within our own lives. There's five. There's five things out of the six. In this COVID moment, (coughs) excuse me again. (coughs) In this COVID moment, what needs to change? What does God point out that needs to change in our lives? As the Holy Spirit hovers over the void and the darkness and the chaos of what we're in at this moment in time. As the Holy Spirit breaks open the sky and comes down into our baptism, that which is gone and that which can be. What needs to change? Where have we lacked internal freedom? Where has society caught us in chains? What idols have we set up for ourselves, even maybe religious ones? 
What ideologies are we following? Like Paul or Peter rather than Jesus? And what relationships have we neglected? Goodness me, there's things that we could take on board in this COVID moment as we wait for the new to fully come, as we find ourselves in Paul's preparation for the total transformation of Paul. Let's take these things on board. As we yearn mentally for the new, as we look forward to the social restraints being ripped away, let us prepare spiritually for the new. Because the Holy Spirit, oh he is, hovering above this abyss, hovering above the void, breaking in with energy to use this COVID moment to prepare us for something new. Something new within me. Something new within the church. Maybe something new within our society. So let us ask, what needs to change? Where's our lack of internal freedoms? What idols have we been following? What ideologies do we need to break with? And what relationships have we neglected? And let's prepare spiritually for the real new 2021. Because I don't think the strength of the strike of midnight has brought it on.
to thank you again for being with us on our online service this morning. There is no tea and coffee after the benediction, but can I encourage you to make a connection with somebody? Uh, send a text, uh, go on social media, write a letter or an email, lift up the phone. Do something that connects with people because in this lockdown time, many of us will feel isolated, many of us will feel disconnected and so that message from somebody could just make the difference in somebody else's day. So please, I encourage you uh, to, to do fellowship in whatever ways we can in this lockdown time. And let's pray this blessing of Paul, this great benediction uh, to each other. Uh, as we close our service today. Think of a few people maybe sitting around you in church normally or a few people that you're aware of that need prayer this very moment and then let's pray this uh, over them. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.